Hello, and welcome to episode one of From Moon to Moon. <clears throat> Last time we sort of did a little intro where we were practicing and, you know, sort of working the kinks out of, uh, out of our equipment and out of the software. So we figured out what we're doing. If you want to go listen to that episode, um, it's not good quality. <laughs> There's background noise and background music that was not intended to be there, but we had a lot of fun <clears throat> making it, so please go uh, listen to it if you're so inclined to do so. For this episode, we will be talking about creativity, the creative spirit, and how the creative spirit sort of ties into this time of year with the spring equinox and Aries energy and tapping into Aries energy to use in your creative practice and that sort of thing and we hope you enjoy and learn a little bit. So here it is. Okay, so Heather, uh, before we get into our topic today, we're going to talk about what we have been witching on lately. So Heather, what have you been witching lately? Well, I've been um I've been collecting stones over the past couple months, but I really haven't done anything with them. Lately I've just been gathering them going, "Oh, yeah, I'll use these for something one day." That one day has come. And it's like crystals. <laughs> yeah, and it's like crystals and gemstones and things like that. And um over the past like week I've started like really paying attention to them and it started one day where I was, I, I was, I was feeling really, really anxious and I grabbed one of the crystals and I put it in my pocket um, and I just took it with me. And then I realized at the end of the day that almost immediately after I put it in my pocket, like the rest of the day was just wonderful. You know, the anxiety was gone, like everything was good, you know, and I never thought about it again. And so I kept doing that. And um, so I've been carrying them with me lately and I've, I'll go, okay, today I want, I want this. Today I want to have a little bit better luck. I just want things to like go smoothly. That's what I would call luck in my case. You know, I'm not dropping stuff and, you know, being clumsy or whatever. That's good luck for me. And so I, I, I went and I'm like, okay, what, what stones are, are lucky? So like one by one, I've, I've gone through these like intentions and then, like, learned that this stone does that. And so I've been learning about all these things now. And it's just, like, it's snowballing. Now I'm just like, oh, I need more stones. <laughs> and uh, I think er I've kind of been doing that with herbs a little bit more. But I'm waiting to get some, like, newer, fresher herbs. Because, like, the th I feel so compelled to just start mixing up crazy incenses for, like, weird, specific purposes and stuff, you know. And going like, well, this one's for when, you know, this happens and you feel sad. You know, things like <laughs> that's not, that's not very, um, that's never a good example, but. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's perfect. I, you know, the past couple of months, I haven't really been doing that much, like, specific intentions and creating, you know, like, like, manifesting things or anything like that. Um, I've just been, mine's mostly been like mood changing is all it really has. It's, it's all been like, um, just making sure that I stay like balanced and like just 
good throughout the day and like riding that little cloud, you know, but go on. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, I think most of, of my magical stuff, all of my, you know, sort of spiritual Mm -hmm. witchy stuff that I've been doing is just making sure that I take the time to recognize that Mm -hmm. there are good things happening in my life at all times. And, you know, really it, it, to me, it's, it's about gratitude right now. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, make sure that I recognize all of the blessings that I have basically. And I really feel like that is like one of the very first steps to, you know, being a successful witch and which I'm sure you can be a successful witch without doing that. But I, I feel such a shift in the way that I'm thinking and the way that I'm doing things whenever I take time to really be grateful for the things that I'm doing. And, you know, when this podcast goes out, it will be the full moon. I think tomorrow or maybe the next day is the full moon. So that's the full moon. Um, and I have started doing this thing that I totally stole from, uh, it's an idea I totally stole from Her Speak, Molly Roberts, uh, on YouTube. She has this wonderful video that I will totally share whenever we put this uh, podcast up. I'll share it on our Facebook page um, of, you know, where she actually goes through this, like, gratitude ritual you know, and I have done this every full moon since I've watched this, and like my life has just been totally, just amazingly different. I can attest to this, like it's, it's epic, and I've actually like recommended it to people, and they're like, this, this right here, has made a difference, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> it all comes together, right? It's so and good. It's- It's so good. And like my, I, you know, my life has just felt more magical and I have felt a lot more like I can do all of these things, you know, and I've also been doing, um, some shadow work lately, you know, just typical everyday shadow work. Okay, so that's what I've been witching lately. I've been doing some gratitude and some shadow work. Uh, I haven't been doing a whole mu- a whole bunch else. We did do um, Ostara yesterday, and that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. But that's that's pretty much all I've been witching lately. So this weekend was the uh, spring equinox, or for those of you listening in Australia, the autumn equinox. Although this episode is primarily targeted toward people in the Northern Hemisphere, I think. Don't you? <laughs> and uh, the spring equinox is, as most of you probably know, the first day of spring. It's also one of the two days of the year where there are equal amounts, where there are equal amounts of daylight and nighttime, as opposed to the solstices, where... The days are either the shortest days or the longest days of the year. Um, the spring equinox is also not coincidentally the first day of Aries, the sign of the ram. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac and is the cardinal fire sign ruled by Mars, the god of war. Aries is very much an independent sign and can sometimes be a bit selfish. Uh, Being the first sign of the Zodiac, 
the number that it resonates with is one. This means that Aries is often this means that Aries often thinks of themselves first and can forget to check in with the people around them. They are fiery by nature and their cardinal aspect makes them prime candidates for get shit done. They are very like go, 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 do, do, do. Um, we can speak a little bit more to what, what, it, what cardinal means in astrology uh, a little bit later if we need to. Um, when you're looking for a little bit of motivation, turn to Aries for help. Some famous Arians are Gloria, Gloria Steinem, Mariah Carey, Christopher Walken, Hugh Hefner, Thomas Jefferson, Vincent Van Gogh, Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross, Reba McIntyre, and Adolf Hitler. Although Adolf Hitler was actually on the Aries Taurus cusp, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. <laughs> um, so today's topic is going to be about creativity, the spring equinox, and Aries energy, and using all of them sort of together and using this time to sort of get a lot of really good creative energy flowing and how to sort of tune into that and how to use it. So uh, a lot of times whenever we think of creativity, we think about like painting or drawing or playing music or something that's really artsy. We don't often think about, you know, like, uh, what's, what's a good example of something that we don't really think about as being creative, but is creative? Well, like anything, like, like, even the ideas b before the painting is creating, because you have to, you have to make that, you know, this is what I've been trying to think of, like other things that are creative that, um, are not like what you think of when you think of creating things, but creating th or create, it's just making anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, um, I, I got this book, uh, and it was, it was the book that I kept in my bathroom, you know, to just like look at whenever, you know, people went to the bathroom or whatever. And, um, it was basically like, trying to redefine what creativity means to people and I, I really enjoyed it because that was it was really eye-opening for me because you know I think of creativity when I or when I what I used to think of when I thought of creativity was like painting and it always made me a little bit sad because I've sort of always pictured myself as like a creative person but I've never been very good at painting, you know what I mean? And so, like, it was always this sort of, like, well, maybe I'm not as creative as I think I am, you know? But really, I am a very, very creative person uh, when it comes to redefining the word creativity in my head. And, and that's, like, creativity literally means, like, the use of, or the, uh, let's see... Creativity means the act of creating something. And so really, like, think of all of the things that are, like, creating other things. So, like, childbirth would literally be creating something. So maybe you could think of, like, sex as being creative, you know? And I think that's very interesting to think about. <clears throat> I do so many, like, creative things. That That is everything that I do from 
cooking to making jewelry to writing things, anything, putting all these things in my lists, all the ideas that I come up with all the time, even if they don't turn into stuff, I still created them. I think also, like, think about reading a novel where uh, in your mind you're creating the pictures that you see. I think I think reading is interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting kind of magic where like an author can literally just just put images, symbols on a piece of paper and give it to someone else and then that person creates a whole world of things in their head. That's that's a very interesting kind of magic. But we're not talking about that really today, so. And uh I wanted to discuss a little bit like the process of creation a lot of times when it especially when it comes to like art forms and stuff like that but I don't want to limit it to that I I think anytime you want to create anything you can think of it in these terms so uh, the creative process that I have written down here I did some research and a lot of different places were saying this and I, I agree with it I think um, but anyway it's it's like four eyes, <laughs> it's inspiration, incubation, illumination, implementation, right? So the inspiration is you're, you know, you're walking around and you run across, you know, something and it inspires you or maybe you hear about some sort of, you know, cultural uh, issue that you want, a social issue, and you think there there needs to be change. So you you get inspired by something there, and that's that in and of itself is a is a kind of fire that you would find in like Aries energy. It's very like like go forth and do you know, and like like I said, get shit done. You know, Aries is very very fiery. You know, it is uh the it's a fire sign. And it's also a cardinal sign. And what cardinal means is that, okay, so if, if you break down the seasons, so there's four seasons, so you have spring, summer, fall, winter, each of the first signs of that season is the cardinal sign of the season. There are three signs in each season. So you, then you get four seasons, three signs in a season, you get 12 signs, right? Do the other ones have names? Yeah. Uh, the middle one is the fixed sign, mm-hmm. and the last one, the third one, is the mutable sign. And the reason that they're given those specific, you know, names is because they have certain energies associated with them. So, cardinal energy is start up energy. It's very like get up and go. It's let's change some things. Let's do some things. Let's, you know, rearrange the house. Let's, you know, build a building. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like it's about ideas and it's about, um, uh, putting things into motion, basically pushing a rock down a hill, you know? Yep. Uh, fixed energy is, is really like, I'm going to stay here (laughs) and do my, my thing. I'm just going to sit here and be, you know, not, not change a whole lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I like where I'm at. I'm not going to (laughs) change. Um, and then mutable energy is, you know, it, it, it's similar to, um, cardinal energy in that it's about change, but it's like, it's, 
not about startup change. It's it's almost a sort of like running away kind of change. It's like I'm so tired of this thing over here mm-hmm. that I have to move. Whereas it's different from cardinal energy because it's like, you know, cardinal energy is is all about starting something and mutable energy is sort of about ending something and changing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, if you look at the like the course of the seasons, you have your cardinal your cardinal month is what I'm going to call it, which that would be like Aries or like uh, you know one of the four uh, three other uh, signs that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, you get what I'm saying though. So mm-hmm. uh, they're they're all about you know the changing from winter to spring or the changing of spring to summer or the changing of, you know, autumn to, to, mm-hmm. to winter or, or whatever, you know. And then uh, the fixed signs, like, for example, Aquarius is a fixed sign. It's in the very middle of, of winter um, around, you know, Capricorn or with Capricorn and Pisces around it. So it's like it does, there's not a lot of change there. There's not the change that isn't happening. Um, and mutable, I believe, let's say Gemini, I believe is a, a mutable sign where it's like just getting out of spring and into summer, you know, and it's, it's all about change. Mutable signs are about change and it, it, it really comes from the changing of one season to another, mm-hmm. you know? So I like to think about this in those terms. Think about, um, cardinal energy as like fiery, go, 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 go do 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 energy you know moving into a new home Mm -hmm. the one that you would if if you want something done you want to harness this energy this is when you want to work yes and so inspiration is you know that's where you're 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 grabbing little bits of cardinal energy and you're 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 using them in your little you know creative mind and you're like how am I gonna you know uh, do this, I'm going to say piece of art, but that's not really, I'm not, I don't want to limit us by saying mm-hmm. art, but I'm going to say art anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we, we take our little bits of cardinal energy that we find around us that we're like, oh, I need this for inspiration and this and this and this. And you're grabbing, you know, all these different things. Like for example, I had a project that I had to do for class and I was trying to sort of look around and get some ideas for what I was going to do. And, um, I was listening to a podcast to get ideas for it because it was an audio project, mm-hmm. right? So I was trying to listen to other audio things and see what they did and, you know, that sort of thing. So I found one and I was like, oh, I love this. I love that they did this, this, and this. And, and so I used those bits of things as my cardinal energy. And then I also used other things too. Like I went into meditation mm-hmm. and I... I used, you know, inspiration from that as well. So I combined those things and I let them sit. And that's where we move on to uh, incubation, which is letting the inspiration rest. Mm -hmm. So you have your inspiration and now you just kind of have to let it sink in and let it sort of meld itself together, you know, and this is really all about patience. Like if you rush this, you know, incubation period, you're going to come out with some like, really, you're not going to be as pleased with the results. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be, um, 
you know, it's going to feel off and it's going to, people aren't going to enjoy it as much. You're not going to enjoy it as much. And it's just going to be sort of, um, a chore to work on. And that's never, that's never fun. <laughs> yeah. Two things. Uh, first, I was messing with my tarot the other day and I was pulling cards and saying, what, what is my, the next best step? What do I need to be focusing on right now that would be best to focus on right now to move me forward? And both cards I pulled were just let it chill. Stop rushing it. I'm like, okay, okay, we're just going to let it, we're just going to hang out with it for a little while for right now. The second thing is that when I was, I, I found, I found a couple resources uh, on the creative process that have this structure. And I was reading about them. And as I was reading through them, especially in the uh, incubation part, I thought the whole thing sounded like magic. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like, it's like, it's just a spell. It is all it is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like the preparation and inspiration is where you kind of, you, you, you figure out what you want to do kind of, and then you gather up the, the things that kind of go with it. You know, the things that are going to power that, uh, intention. And then, you go to the incubation and that's where you do like you either go through meditation because when I was reading the uh, incubation part earlier, I said, Oh, that makes a lot of sense to me because when I'm like, I have a tiny inkling, a teeny tiny inkling and there's nothing really attached to it. I'll go and meditate on it to grow it, you know? And that's, I think that's how I incubate them a lot of the time. Because that's when everything kind of comes together all of a sudden. It all, like, the light switches on. And then all the things start falling into place. And it moves into, like, the illumination part. And that's when I get up and I go inside and I write it all down. You know? (laughs) Well, um, actually, I don't don't know if you've read um, On Writing by Stephen King. It's his memoir. (gasps) I should. It's so good, too. I love it. It's great. Gosh dang it. (laughs) <laughs> you should I, I own it you can totally borrow it next time I see you um, mail it to me but he says and I might be quoting this wrong you know I'm not actually quoting anything but I'm, I might be remembering the specifics of this wrong but how I interpreted uh-huh. it was that um, writing a story inspiration for writing a story can like it's just a little a tiny little thing you know that you feel mm-hmm. inside of you and it's like it's it's almost like spark. yeah it's almost like walking by you know you're walking down the road and you see something sticking up out of the ground and you're like oh what is that and so you kind of start like digging at it and you start like like really digging this thing up and as you're writing and writing and writing and as you're you know thinking of how you're working through this, you know, story idea or any other kind of idea that you have. It's not limited with a story, Mm -hmm. but you start out with this teeny tiny little, you know, just a little jabbing feeling at you. And then you sort of explore that and it grows and it grows and it grows. And eventually what you've dug up is this beautiful house, you know, (laughs) that's, yeah. I, (laughs) and I'm like, yes, that, that resonated with me so much. It really Uh did. 
So the next step after we sort of let things sort of culminate in our minds mm-hmm. with the incubation stage uh, is the illumination stage. And that's sort of where we're actually bringing the physical into mm-hmm. the world. So we're taking we're taking this sort of mental idea that we have and we're sort of applying it to uh, like reality. Some sort of medium. Right? So, and the medium doesn't yeah. have to be a so canvas have... or like an MP3 or whatever, you know. Yeah. But like, for example, if we're talking about like painting, mm-hmm. let's just talk about painting. Uh, if we're talking about painting, then then you have your inspiration, you get your spark, you have your incubation where you sort of sit on it for a little while. And then your illumination is, you know, well, how exactly am I going to start implementing these thoughts into reality it's sort of the stage right before you actually come up with a product Mm -hmm. right so then your product would be like the prototyping stage yeah you you start kind of messing around with ideas altering them tweaking them Mm -hmm. you you do something you paint a line here you know and then you're like no 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 the experimentation stage almost sort of yeah and so you're you're sort of playing around with it and you're you're sort of bringing light to um, these ideas that are just in your head right now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about getting something out into the physical world is really mm-hmm. what, what the creative process is about. It starts out in your head and then it comes out into, into reality. Much so, as magic. <laughs> exactly. And I think that this is really interesting. Um, so then we move on to implementation. And that is where you're actually literally physically making the thing and you have a product. That is where the end result comes and you can tweak it, you can change it, but you, you have your, mm-hmm. your, your product, the, you know. So, um, so an interesting thought that I had while I was researching yeah. The creative process, if you look at these four different things, they sort of go along with the elements and, you know, the, the four elements uh, in Western cultures, magical use that we typically, you know, use. And um, inspiration, which is, you know, that's that's a thought. <laughs> that is a thought bubble. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it goes along with the air, which is like knowledge and thought and thinking and you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. incubation which is like waiting that's sort of letting things settle which is very like earthy right illumination would be like coming up with your ideas thinking and changing your mind about things like you start out and you're like, I want to do things this way. No, no, no. Let me scrap that. I want to do things this way instead. I think that's very watery because mm-hmm. you're constantly moving and changing and you're just playing around with different thoughts and, and concepts, you know. Mm-hmm. And then your the actual implementation is where you're putting something out into the world. You're taking things from a you know, you you go from your little thought bubble and it goes out through your hand, you know, and suddenly it's in reality, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a very fiery because I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever been on your, on these like creative highs, but you know, there, you just have a, a constant push to like get 
something out, get a product created. You you have a lot of fire behind it. It's very like, go, go, go. I have to do this thing, you know? And so anyway, I just think that's really interesting. And, and you can use that in your magical practice too, um, where you can think about, you know, I want to incorporate air into this spell. And so you think about, well, I have to have a thought first, you know, and then I have to let it sit. So I'm going to work with incubation and earth, you know what I mean? And you can just do all these different things and do it step by step, or you can go out of order, or you can play around with it. It doesn't really matter. But I do think it's really interesting, though, to think about mm-hmm. things in those terms. Um, but, you know, this show is not about all of the rest of the elements. It's about Aries and fire energy and, and really just getting that, like, creative push out. But um, we can talk about that in a different show, really using all of these different signs and in the creative process, you know, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, w- I want to just stick to Aries in the show. Is there anything that you have to say about creating and like Aries and stuff like that? What does Aries mean to you? So I don't, I don't know a lot about Aries. I know that, um, I feel a lot of like determination, I think is, is the, the word. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's really what it's all about. Right. A ram. (laughs) Uh huh. Just like pushing through things, just pushing right? on through, just <laughs> you know, right? And that's so, like, that's just you know, that's my impression of Aries is like sticking with it and getting it done and just like pushing through the bullshit and like coming out the other side with a thing, you know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think I think your idea of Aries energy is very uh, apt for for what Aries is and what it means, you know. So let's think of Aries as an archetype. Mm-hmm. So th- this is not. I don't want to think of this as just something that Aries people can use. Like if you have Aries in in your zodiac, in your horoscope, in your zodiac, then that's great, you know use it in this way but I want people who like I don't have any Aries anywhere I don't think I might have it as one you know one of my planets or something but I don't want to limit the views of this idea of using Aries energy use Aries as an archetype instead of like I'm not just limiting this to Aries people, people yeah. who are born in April, you know, or, or anything like that, or people who have an Aries moon or anything yeah. like that. I want I want to think of Aries as an archetype that you can tune into whenever you want to. Use this fiery mm-hmm. cardinal energy and get shit done with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do Think of, you know, all of the different you know, sort of creative things that you can do. I mean, there are a lot of different ways of being creative and different ways that you can use um, the Zodiac in that sort of creativity. But this sign is really like the epitome of, of 
start some shit, you know, like get, mm-hmm. get an idea out there, get it rolling, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily the sign that you want to use to get something completely finished and out there, but it is definitely the startup of something. And so I really just want to think of like some ideas. I just want to share some ideas of ways of getting in touch with your Aries cardinal fire energy. Mm -hmm. So can you think of some ways off the top of your head that, that people can sort of get in touch with this archetype? Hmm. Mix up some really awesome incense. Mm-hmm. You might meditate or you might uh, include crystals into your life that sort of resonate with those certain different um, different archetypes or whatever. Uh, you might put pictures up of things that remind you of certain other things. Mm-hmm. So like, say, you could set up a small altar to Aries to sort of encourage your Aries energy. Yeah, you could, um, you could, um, make like a sort of vision board that just has stuff that has to do with like, like Aries creativity. So something that I just thought of, uh, huh, is, um, you know, Aries, Aries is all about, like independence and like being it's 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 not even necessarily all about independence as much as it's just about being a single person being a single entity Mm -hmm. right you don't need other people you don't have other people in your life and really if you think about it the creative process that singularity is so important because if you like you have to be I don't know if you've read A Room of One's Own, which is um, a book, or it's not even a book. It's like a tiny little, you know, 70-page, like, essay mm-hmm. written by Virginia Woolf, you know, and it's it's called A Room of One's Own, mm-hmm. and it's um, basically about how it was sort of an encouragement for women uh, because at the time it was women were sort of looked down on as, as writers, but... You know, it was sort of like women need, I think she said it was like a lot of money and a room of one's own, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's what women need to, to become good, good writers or something. And it's really the, what I took away from, from the essay was, you know, you have to be able to close yourself off from other people in order to get things created, to get things done. And that's really hard whenever you have Mm -hmm. a family and whenever you have, you know, maybe a roommate or you have a partner or whatever, it's really difficult to be able to just cut off all of those ties for a brief amount of time and then create your thing and then go back to, um, to the, the world you were previously living in Mm -hmm. right and it's especially I mean it might not be difficult for you to do that maybe I don't know but it your partner might not understand or you know they might be like well you never spend any time with me anymore Mm -hmm. or, or whatever so it's really a lot of it is about balance and I think a lot of times 
um, whenever people get into astrology, they're like, oh, I'm an Aquarius, which means that I need to do all of these Aquarius things and be my most Aquarian self and, you know, all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. But really, I, th- I personally think my take on it is that we need to sort of incorporate all of the archetypes of the Zodiac and use them in our lives in balance all with one another, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can, yes, we can be very, you know, singular people in the Aries sense, but we can also be very like dual people in the Libra sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we can do that at the same time. We can be selfish, but we can also be humanitarian, you know, we can be uh, yeah, quiet and we can also be talkative. That just reminds me of like duality. We we are contradictory. That's what that's why we are human. You know, humans are way more complicated than that. You know, emotions are situational. We're not always bad people. We just do bad things sometimes. There you go. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say earlier when I was talking about the creative process, the four stages of the creative process, um as a like a ritual or spell work or you know magic oh, yeah, or whatever magic. and actually yeah. like looking at it like it's a ritual so like you had the the inspiration part and i said that's where you know you you get this this inkling for like maybe an intention that you you want to do and so you surround yourself with stuff you know herbs and rocks and and imagery that associate with that intention actually before before we move on i or before we get really into that i just want to say that um joanna devoe Mm -hmm. has a sort of a a similar thought on this i don't know that that she 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 uses it specifically like with magic work Mm -hmm. and we're sort of using it as like this creative process which you know could be seen as the exact same thing uh-huh. whatever um so she had she breaks it down into four stages earth air fire water uh-huh but it's it she's she, but she does she does it in a little bit number one a little bit different order and it's a little bit it, i think it really differs on the on the earth part so mm-hmm. you have your inspiration which is your thought and then you have uh water which is to start thinking about, you know, how can I actually do these things? Sort of talking yourself into, like, this thing is a possibility. Um, And then fire would be the actual act of putting it into motion, and then earth would be leaving it alone. And that's, I don't know if you've come across that yet, listening to her. But... Um, it just sort of reminded me of what we came up with, with this whole creative process thing. And I think it's really neat. Um, that's, that's kind of similar to what I, uh, thought about this as a magical process. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might, you, you might get that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just wanted Um, to say that before you said too much about it. <laughs> so like the the preparation is the you know getting ready for the whatever ritual or the inspiration yeah. you mean yes the inspiration is 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 the you know gathering the things and the words and stuff and getting it ready and then 
the um the um the incubation part would be like the meditation or the the burning or whatever whatever it is the act where you you know you kind of ball it all up and you say all the words and you've you've lit everything and you're you're getting ready to mail it to the universe to release it or whatever to send it out, to send it out and then the illumination was the actual like beam or whatever <laughs> i don't know what to call it like the the actual sending of the, the 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 releasing of it to the universe and then the implementation i thought when i was when i was reading um these four stages i think they were called things differently but they're basically the same things um i think mine was called verification stage yeah um but it made me think that's like when you talk about uh, the law of attraction, and you've you've done the you've done the spell work, you've 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 meditated on it, and you've sent it out into the universe. But now you have to meet the universe halfway. Yeah. So, what would you, what would you credit that to? Like fire? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the actual act of going and doing things. To to create a path yeah. for your 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 magic to work. Yeah, you know, and that's that was that was what I thought when I read it. Okay, so you know, we started out with this whole like we wanted to bring together the whole spring equinox and Aries energy and creative process, mm -hmm. but really we're sort of touching a little bit on magical practice as a whole and I think that this is a very interesting thing because to me creativity is magic you know I think I think it's all sort of the same thing it's all wrapped up together mm -hmm. well it's it's that that the act of having a thought and then manifesting it into reality mm -hmm. that's all magic is at least to me you know Right. Taking 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 some kind of desire, whether that is to paint something or whatever, or to find love or whatever it is that you're you're wanting to do uh -huh. and making it real. So Mhm. Mm yeah, and I I think that is that in and of itself is 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 sort of the essence of magic. Taking an idea and putting it into motion into reality mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And I, 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 every time I say this, I, I do this like a little motion where I like start with my hands up at my head mm -hmm. and then I like go out. Like, I don't know if you can even picture what I'm talking about, but like I go out with my hands, like, you know, I, I, does that make any sense at all? <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like, Pushing it out, like, yeah, sort of. I like that. That is sort of the motion that I I keep making every time I I talk about this. You know, whole it starts out in your hand in your head, and then you push it out into reality. You know, and it's anyway, and that really sort of touches on the essence of what magic is: is sort of influencing things with you know your your thoughts and your feelings about the world, mm -hmm. you know, you have an idea to create something, anything, and you do it, you know, and that following through with it is, is really the magical part of it. Right. 
Um, and you know, I think, I think a lot of people like to look at it in, in sort of more mystical terms, like no magic doesn't, doesn't really, it's, it's, it's its own entity. It's not me acting upon something, you know, it's, they're two separate things, but I mean, I mean, sure that that's one way of looking at it, but my personal way of looking at it is, is magic is really the art of of saying, I want this thing to be done, and then making sure that that thing gets done. Changing self so that you can change the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's just sit on that for a second. <laughs> I like that. Changing self. What else? What else? There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things to see in springtime. There's a lot of... Um, mm things happening in spring there's a lot of changes happening in spring you know there's animals are coming back out you got flowers again plants are growing it's green it rains it's like it feels nice all of these these things and so I think that just going out and being in this you know because spring is still new right now could maybe um, give some inspiration you know just go out Go out and, and, and be in spring for a little while while it's still like shiny and new. And anyways, but that's, I think that's, that's what I wanted to add is that um, there's, there's tons of opportunity to um, observe things you haven't seen in a couple months, you know, since last year. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there is that. Um, I think it's really important to like take some time and go hang out with your flowers that have just bloomed, your daffodils and your tulips, you know, and all of your little springtime flowers. And, um, I, you know, just think about them once they were just a seed, you know, and now that mm -hmm. things have sort of followed through, now they're a beautiful flower. And all of your things can become that too. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tying beautiful. all things together. Thank you. <laughs> so... They, everything is working together in a... It's like this bubble of reality that we live in is just like a giant super mega machine. And it's all it's all working together. Like everything eventually kind of... You're like, oh, that one connects to that one, which connects to that one, which connects to that one. And that's how they all turn. That's how I kind of see things. Me too. And that's how I see the Zodiac. That's how I see the Wheel of the Year. That's how I see magic. That's how I see everything. Mm -hmm. and, and because they all link up and because everything is so interconnected and woven together, and it makes it that much more potent because it's everywhere. <laughs> but anyways, that's all. Well, um, so yeah. You guys, like, enjoy your springtime, enjoy your Aries energy, get out there and create some stuff. Um, so that is the end of our conversation on Aries and creative energy and the spring equinox. Um, we hope that you go out and do some creating. We hope this uh, podcast was a little inspirational for you. Uh, bye! bye. This episode used music from binsound.com.